Hey, Rob, how you doing today? I'm good. I'm oh, good, you? good, good, good. I was just in the middle before we got started of editing a bunch of photographs because I'm doing a thing about my workspace for Club Max Stories for this Friday. And I realized I hadn't done one in an incredibly long time. And I've slowly but surely taken over most of this area of my house. I've got a lot more going on down here than I used to. So I was taking some pictures yesterday afternoon, editing them today while I was listening to Connected and getting ready to talk to you. Uh, and this morning I was I was writing away, writing about it. And I don't know, about three quarters of the way through. Nice. So you've, you've taken over the whole basement at this point. Almost. There's still a big TV down here with a couch. And, you know, the couch comes in handy. If I get a little sleepy, I can always lie down. Sure. Of, well, of course. <laughs> take a quick old man nap. Um, you, don't, you don't want to have to go all the way up the stairs like a chump. I, it's true. I just live in my cave. No one has to know that, you know, John fell asleep in the basement. It's okay. I can just have my quiet time. Say, you know, tell tell the, uh, you know, tell my assistant who lives inside my home pod to turn off the lights and boom <laughs> oh you are you are living your best life bro. i am that's you you know, really that's home, home automation it's finest was like well i don't even want to get up and turn the lights off but it's kind of bright down here oh wow at least you've got a solution to that i do i have a, I, I wouldn't have, want you to suffer too much yeah i've got <laughs> i've got a very good solution so that's the tv's got the uh, ps4 so if i could you know it's a i could always play some video games too so i've got you know i've got you know got it all going on down here the only thing i don't have are our restroom facilities or any any food <laughs> uh, you you can you can sort that out i'm sure i do have a little <laughs> i do have a little fridge down here but i don't have a little refrigerator but i don't have a bathroom so you know we can work on it we can work on it um, I'm sure i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure the rest of your family won't mind if you do some building work and... oh yeah <laughs> that, that's a little more involved to install plumbing down here but uh what's going on with you these days uh well i went to i think you probably saw i went to see back to the future i did um, it was in london, a, london accompanied right? by a live orchestra nice was it it was in london right it was yes yeah so we went for i don't know i guess we got up there about lunchtime ish um had a little walk around, got some food, nice. uh, went to a place called Honest Burger, which was, oh, was yeah. pretty nice. I went there when I was uh, in London last summer. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, we uh, went there. I'd never had it before, but it was really good. It is really um, good. I had, had one of their, I don't know, special chicken burger of the month or something, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, went off to the, the theater to see a, a live orchestra, which I feel like it was way more fancy than, than, than we should have being than it was than we were expecting uh -huh. um i guess because an orchestra has that sort of you know there's traditions and right you know the way an orchestra happens and you know right at the end the conductor's sort of like standing there and you know everyone's bowing and everyone's clapping and the orchestra the um what do you call it the conductor's like walking on and off mm -hmm. like you know, it must have done this six or seven times and i'm like is this what they do at all orchestras like this is <laughs> crazy yeah what part of uh london was it in uh, so it's right on the South Bank oh, by okay. uh, by London Waterloo Station. Oh, very nice. Pretty much, you know, by the London Eye and, and Waterloo, that kind of thing. It's the uh, right. It's got the Royal Festival Hall, I think. Okay. Yeah, I didn't spend a ton of time over that way when I was there, but uh, I didn't actually get up in the London Eye. I, I'd like to do that someday. But uh, that's a nice that's a nice part of London. Did you? So what did they do? They showed the movie. It had the audio of the movie, but 
what did they just uh the music for the movie was recreated by the orchestra instead of the soundtrack is that right uh yeah that's exactly it so it i don't I th- i'm guessing most of the people in the audience couldn't tell but people like me who've seen it enough um could tell that they had an edited version of the movie um because they clearly done some cuts to be able to cut the music out um so that the music wasn't coming from the movie it was only coming from the orchestra so um, they actually had to cut out some of the video too then there was only a couple of points you know we're literally talking like maybe five seconds of the whole movie but sure. i noticed um and the dude dressed up as marty mcfly at the front i assume he noticed um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he probably did was was he, he on, was he on a hoverboard he wasn't oh, um but he seemed very excited to be there so you know good for him yeah that's cool that's cool was it a was it a big crowd Did they have a lot of people there yeah it's a reasonably big theater i'm not, I mean, I, you know, I'm not very good at guessing yeah based on how many but, you know but it's it's a reasonably big theater um you know i think they you know they put on a lot of stuff i mean given the location it's bound to be a fairly popular and big theater um you know the the building's kind of huge um but yeah like watching it with a with a live orchestra i wasn't entirely sure when i booked the tickets i was like I really just want to go and see a movie, but instead of the music coming from the TV, it comes from an orchestra. But actually, when you're there, like it does make a huge difference because obviously the you know the theater is built to give you a decent oral experience from the music and stuff. So sure, well, that sounds really cool. I, I've never been anything like that. You've done a bunch of different things, didn't you? Do Secret Cinema sometime recently, like a year or two ago. <laughs> No, that was the other British guy that you know. Oh, that's that Mike. Mike Hurley guy. I thought that you did it. I knew Mike did it, but I thought you did it too. No, that's the other British guy that, oh, loved, that right. loves well, Back to the Future. You guys all sound the same, so. <laughs> you all look alike too, but. Uh... Sure. Have you ever seen me and Mike in the same room? <laughs> no, I'm actually no. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, you, I'm, I'm aware that you are two different people. Okay, good. All right, so. so what else do we want to talk about today i i actually had to read a book for work and i lately i found myself having to read a bunch of books for work and you know <laughs> what a nerd <laughs> it's it's strange well i i read a ton but i don't read a lot of books these days and mm. this this is the the tim cook one right um, it's by right. leander i shouldn't even try to say his name uh caney or claney caney i don't know it's kind of an irish name maybe but uh, he's he's one of the editors or the editor of Cult of Mac, and he's done a book. He did one like a year or two ago about Johnny Ive, and then he did one called Steve Jobs' Brain. Um, I've not read his other books. I read this one. Penguin sent me a copy, the publisher, to review it. And I don't know, kind of a mixed bag. I mean, the the book... To me, the most interesting part was like the first third where it goes into a lot of the history. It really it starts at like uh, Tim Cook's childhood and his early career as an engineer. And But once you get to the and, and that part was really good because I didn't really know a lot of that story. And, you know, he went the author went to uh, Tim Cook's hometown and he went and talked to some of the people he used to work with and kind of between that and and the the text and and substance of some speeches he's given over the years you know wove a story of his early years that was interesting to me because it kind of put it all together in a nice cohesive package that that I was not really that familiar with so it was 
it was new and interesting. The problem with the book, though, is like once he once you get to the Apple part, if you follow Apple closely, you're going to get a little bored with it probably, just because it was it got to the point where like the middle part was really detailed discussions of what happened in 2012, 2013, 2014 with Apple. You know, the first years, the first full years that Cook was CEO, and then it goes on to discussing the six principles that you know he kind of leads Apple by and those have been published in either a press release or like oh SEC documents or something there there they those were known and I've read about them before and going through them some of them were kind of okay but like first of all going through the yearly those 3 years at very early years it just kind of read like a year end summary of what happened in the Apple that year and for, sure. you know someone like I was already familiar with that stuff, and and so it didn't really, didn't it, it didn't really interest me that much, and there wasn't a lot of insight. Um, but and then when you get to the the principles, it was it was better. I mean, parts of it, like for instance, there was one of them was it talked a lot about uh, environmental initiatives, and that's one of those things that's played over such a long period of years, slowly and surely getting to you know using one hundred percent renewable energy and all that kind of thing, that it was kind of interesting and nice to see it all put in one place and summarized in the span of you know 20 or 30 pages uh but it also wasn't new i mean and and that's kind of where i mean i at the end of the day i kind of fault the book for being not very insightful really being more like a really super long tim cook news story as a, sure. you know as opposed to a biography that's has anything really to say about him as a as a business person or a leader of the company or, or what, or what have you. Um, and he did too talk to a, like five executives at Apple as part of the book, the, but it was all like Joswiak and Deidre O'Brien and Lisa Jackson. He didn't talk to cook himself. Didn't talk to like, you know, Federighi or Schiller or Eddie Q kind of that upper echelon of Apple leadership. And yeah, I, I think that's, that's that always tends to be the problem with a lot of these books is as you say i mean firstly like me or you could probably run through what happened between sort of 2012 and and you know the, the years years after that right. um and yeah i mean if they're not talking to say tim cook or you know even even his family to a certain you know not that i would want you know, i don't want people like knocking on people's doors and stuff like that but you know the the people they're talking to just oh it's you know it's this guy I worked with or you know they kind of you know they do know him but as you say it's not you know they're not talking to Phil Schiller. Um, I'm not sure how much they're going to be able to add without actually talking to the people that know him really really well. Right, right. That's the problem too. I mean, it's like well, first of all, he's still CEO, and all these people they talked he talked to are still working for him. So I mean, what are they going to say really? You know, oh, the guy's like the, the guy. I really don't like him. He's super obnoxious, and he, you know, he gives me too much work, and I don't like him. I mean, that's certainly not going to be the case. And I do always, I always look a little sideways at books that interview people from the company who still work at the company, only because I feel like there's a certain level of Apple PR involvement, <laughs> and. And Apple, the reason they talked to that person was because that person was writing a book that is not critical in a way that Apple would not like. So, I don't know. It, 
it was overall I think it was a good book and I think it's worth reading if you're interested if you're interested in the early years of Tim Cook and kind of like who he is and where he came from his upbringing it's worth reading because it does kind of shine a light on some early events in his childhood and growing up and and early career that informs views of him today and what he's doing and the decisions he makes and that kind of thing which I think is valuable to learn about the rest of it, though, if you follow Apple really closely, it, it just gets a little. I, I just found myself skimming the later parts of the book, the latter parts of the book, just because it was a little bit. Uh, it, it was just like old news to me. Uh, I, I actually thought of it though. I was like, "Well, I'm glad I have this book because I not only do I have the paper version, but I have a PDF version, and now I can just search things and and like I can fact check dates and things using this book <laughs> when I'm writing for Mac stories because I felt like I had a really good chronology of the last ten years." I was actually going to ask you not particularly about the book, but about the sort of that you know they obviously sent you an advanced copy. Yeah. So they sent you a physical version and a digital copy. Well, they actually sent me a few things. First, they oh I see. <laughs> first, they sent me <laughs> a DRM'd PDF that was a huge hassle to download because it was just on this Byzantine book sharing DRM thing where it could only be opened in like. Uh, I think it was Adobe has some book. It, it's all it is is a PDF with DRM, but <laughs> but it only opens but it only opens in this Adobe Book Reader app. So the first thing I did, as you can imagine, is I stripped the DRM because of course, <laughs> of course, because that was just getting in my way, uh, and I couldn't put it where I wanted it. So I I'm, I'm it's like I'm not going to sit at my Mac and read a 250 page book. So, and, and yes, there were iOS apps, but I want to just throw it into iBooks. So I did that. Then again, PDFs are not a particularly good way, I don't think, to read a book. Uh, I'd rather read an actual EPUB or, you know, Apple Books, whatever it is. They're just a little nicer in terms of reading. So, because you can highlight, it's easier to highlight and that kind of thing. So what I did, they had offered to send me the book. So I said, yeah, go ahead and send it to me since they offered. And the first thing they sent me was, a. it was basically a not quite final version of the book it hadn't been thoroughly proofread yet i guess and so they're like you know, they're like oh there might be typos i actually never read that book um because i took it with me to ireland and you know a few weeks ago and thought oh, i'll read this on the plane but i didn't uh, and it was it was like the final book but it was a paper cover v- version and it had really like low quality paper and low quality print it was just like it was a rough draft type version so i actually recycled that yesterday <laughs> And and then without asking, they just sent me the final book like right after I got home. So I just like that's what I ended up reading. I just like I'm going to read the final final version, and I read the the actual book that that you can buy on Amazon or wherever. Okay, I was just I was just curious how that process worked. I mean, yeah. I've, I've done some I've done some like technical review stuff for for books in the past. But obviously, that's all in like Word documents and PDFs. So I was curious how the how a review process works, and I guess. Yeah, you get your DRM'd PDF and a couple of different versions of the book. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, they had this whole website that's dedicated to basically anything Penguin publishes. And it looked like I had access to the other books, but I didn't really bother fiddling around with that at all. Um, and, you know, it, it's – I think the person who contacted me worked at the publisher and wasn't just a PR person. I don't know. It wasn't the author. Um it was sure. you know somebody yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Somebody trying to sell the book. So cool. Well, um, 
well, you sent this to me, um, oh, yeah. but I'm not going to be able to get this. Um, I have a suggestion for you to go and get lunch. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, you know, we, we've talked on and off about junk food oddities, I guess I would call them. Uh, if if you go back to the very, I think was it the very first episode when we talked about the YouTube, gamer YouTuber pizza with the little mini burgers on it? That was indeed the first, that was the, well, that was the first released episode at least. Oh, all right. Yeah, we, we, we had, there, we talked about a, about a hamburger, uh, it was a pizza with hamburgers on it, which is a really weird thing. We've also talked about, of course, KFC and I don't even remember what that thing's called where it's, there's no bun. It's like two pieces of chicken. Oh god, the double thing! I you know what I'm talking about? Makes, yeah, it makes me feel sick. I think, thinking about it. I did not I, enjoy I, that. I think that that was being sold again when I was in London last summer. I think I remember seeing well, that, billboards for it in London. Yeah, because I think that you were here. You know, you were in London like a few months. I think after I tried it, um, so I guess it probably was still around. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's two pieces of fried chicken with stuff in it, like so that the the fried chicken was the bun is effectively what it was. Uh, so we've talked about that. We've talked about things at Taco Bell, I know, at some point. Uh, oh, yeah, I had the chicken thing. The thing where the taco shell is chicken oh, instead yeah, of it's, taco it's, shell. You know, those companies are owned by this. It's all synergies, Rob, because I think oh. Taco Bell and KFC are owned by the same corporate parent. So they're just they like, are. They're just looking for ways to turn chicken into bread. Oh God! <laughs> Turn fried chicken into bread. I mean, who needs bread when you have a piece of greasy fried chicken, right? There you go. I mean, it must be easier to breed chickens, I imagine, than make a loaf of bread. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm no farmer, but I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. Well, you're you're <laughs> you've clearly proven that you're no farmer, um, right? <laughs> so I ran across this just before we were getting ready to record today, and I don't know if you're familiar with the fast food chain in the United States called Carl's Jr. I know. I've heard the name. Okay. But I, I don't I assume this is just like a burger place. Or like a you know, like a like a McDonald's Burger King type place. Is it, that what it, it is, is or is it more of a restaurant? No, no, I think it is kind of like that. And I'll I'll tell you, I'm not that familiar with it either because this is mostly out west. This is like west of the Mississippi. So I've actually I don't think I've ever been to a Carl's Jr. They're in California. This one that I'm reading about is in Colorado. And they are having a special hamburger on April 20th, which, you know, 420 day, right? So, Ugh. right. <laughs> so you, you, hadn't, you hadn't read that part yet, had you? Uh, <laughs> they are having, they call it the Rocky Mountain High Cheeseburger Delight. And the delight is the fact that it is CBD infused Santa Fe sauce at one of, uh, at one Denver location only. So you're able to get, a marijuana infused hamburger in Colorado. And you know, I, it's too far away, Rob. I can't, I can't do this for the show. I'm sorry because we're the 20th is just about nearly upon us. It's this Saturday and I have plans for the weekend. So I will not be in Colorado. And I'm certainly not going to fly all the way to Colorado just to try this. <laughs> anyway, I, I wanted to bring it up because this is not only is this a rarity and a little bit of a, a fast food gimmick, as we've talked about before, it's only in one restaurant in the t entire United States. So if you live in Denver and you want to try a cannabis cheeseburger, you can go to this one Carl's Jr. And it doesn't. This article that I'm reading, it's in the, you know, it's funny about this. It's in 
on a web I saw it on a website called The Hill, which I thought was a political I think it's a political website. But you know I yeah, I thought that was as well. But <laughs> maybe but, maybe but not. I, but I guess it you know, they're expanding. Why not? Uh, well, I suppose maybe the the cannabis thing in general, I guess, is uh, more of a I suppose blue, it, potentially. I yeah, I, I guess I you know, I guess there's a connection there. It's it's also just one of those you know, it's a little clickbaity. Uh, they they also in the sidebar here have an article about how Guinness is going to stop using plastic rings and wrap on its multi pack. So good for Guinness. Um, well, good. There I, we go. I don't know how they're going to hold those cans together. I mean, maybe they're going to do a cardboard package, but then you know, the recycling people won't be very happy about that. Yeah, it's not much. I don't know. I don't think I've ever been to this website. I think I've probably heard about it on TV shows. Mm. Um, this website has lots of but... ads, Rob. There's lots of ads here. Not on my screen. Oh, Not with my ad blocker. I, well, you know what I did. I, I've been still setting up my uh, setting up my new Mac Mini, and I have not. I, I, oh no. Oh no! What, what's happened? Autoplay ads. Sorry, I know you couldn't hear that. <laughs> I know you couldn't hear that, but all of a sudden I had loud music in my ears. Um, yeah, but it had a lot of ads. I was going to read you some of the, you know how they always have the, I always like those articles that they put at the bottom of the page, which is like a grid of sensationalistic things about how you're either how you're going to die or some sort of um, wardrobe malfun- malfunction of some celebrity. Oh, you, you, here's why Hollywood won't hire this person anymore. And you look at it and it's like, that's a, that's an actress who's been in loads of things recently (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know anyway it's pretty it's uh that's what you can do you can go to colorado and get yourself a cannabis burger yeah well uh, as i say i'm not going to make that uh for sure sure. i'm not going to be able to get there in time well if somebody if somebody out there of our massive listening audience makes it to this restaurant and tries this hamburger we'd like to know you know give us a drop us an email let us know what's going on with this burger this is very important. This is, uh, you know, this is like research. <laughs> this is the kind of thing that nobody else is going to write this article. I mean, I'll pitch it to Federico. I'm sure he'll say yes. You know, we we don't write about hamburgers on Mac stories very often, but why? You know, why not? Why not? There you go. Um, yeah. So, uh, what else have we got? I don't uh, know. Galaxy folding phones are not doing so well. Oh, I know. I was I was sitting here editing my photographs and kind of listening to connected and and looking at twitter at the same time as you do and i started seeing all these tweets from first mark german who basically showed how his foldable his galaxy fold had the the screen the left hand side died and then it progressively died more and more on the right hand side then mkbhd was having problems and then Dieter Bone at The Verge was having problems. And then I saw somebody else at some other publication said they had problems. By the time I you know, scrolled all the way to the top, I think I had seen four or five folds that had died, which I think they were just handed out like two days ago, essentially. I mean, that, at least that's when the reviews, yeah. the reviews hit. Yeah, I think M- MKBHD put a video out yesterday because it had arrived the day before. So, yeah, a couple of days. Now, one of the things I had noticed, and I saw them going back and forth, I think it was German and MKBHD, there's a, like, what looks like a screen protector on the Galaxy Fold. Yeah. um, Which apparently you're not supposed to take off, but both of those guys had taken it off, like, because it doesn't tell you not to take it off, apparently. It's a screen Um, protector, but it's, 
I thought it, I mean, from the pictures, I thought that was just because it looked like that because the thing's made out of plastic. You know what I mean? Like it was like, so they took, they took something up that they weren't supposed to, huh? Well, I, I, yeah, I mean, this is what they're saying, although it, it seems like it was like a, not a screen protector, but you know, like on the iPhone where you, you know, you get that peely plastic that is all wrapped around it when it's brand new. Right. It seems like there's something like that on the screen. Um, I don't know what's going on. Um, but this is not good for Samsung. No, and it's not like it's like a little thing. It's it's completely it's completely destroyed, basically. Which is, I don't know. It, it's interesting. I, I <coughs> excuse me. Um, yeah, I, I think the fold is interesting. I think foldable phones are interesting. I think we've got a ways to go, though. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I'm not. Sat, you know, we're not we're not sat here like breaking news or anything because. You know, maybe it's just this first batch. You know, maybe they're legitimately is a problem. Um, but you know, like it, it, it's just one of those things. You know, like they, you know, maybe they've screwed up or whatever it is. But as you, at least it's interesting. It's it's interesting to see a folding phone, even if it's not very good right now. You know, in in five years, we won't be thinking, "Oh, you remember this Galaxy Fold that broke?" Like. You know that these will be fine in a few years, but um, right, yeah. It's, you know, Samsung's PR team right now must be scrambling around trying to fix this. No, it's terrible because it's like all these high-profile people too who are tweeting back and forth about it. Is yours broken? Yes, mine's broken. Is yours broken? Yeah, mine's broken too. Uh, it it basically it, it looks it has that look of you know a damaged LCD screen where it just part of it goes black and then it's almost like the liquid crystal is oozing through the screen and as the thing turn the lights go out slowly yeah i am um, i'm guessing mkbhd's review isn't coming in the next couple of days like he said it was right that's probably <laughs> true that's probably true yeah pretty uh pretty interesting but i don't know yeah like i said you know in some ways it's a shame as well you know because i mean i'm really interested in these folding phones like i'm not going to go buy a galaxy fold it's really expensive um even if they didn't break but um you know i want to see this move forward i want to see some more interesting phones but uh, i don't think this is going to be the one right no i don't think so either and um well i guess we'll see i mean you know there's obviously uh other manufacturers who are working on the same problem so uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll see somebody else get it right, but at the moment, this looks uh, kind of messed up. Yeah, definitely. So, should we uh, should we wrap it up for this week? Yeah, that sounds good. Oh, I think we I think we just broke some news. We uh, never do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> boy, you're gonna have to get this you're gonna have to get this episode out really fast because these these tweets are almost an hour old. Rob, come on. Well, has Connected finished recording yet? Can I get out before I that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Quickly. Oh, God. I'm going to have to race. Well, I'm sure they fine. started before um, us, but they go longer, so who knows? Yeah, who knows? Cool. Well, um, yeah, I guess we'll... I mean, I will certainly be keeping an eye on what's going on with the Galaxy Folds. Um, and we might be able to, you know, hopefully maybe there'll be some videos or we'll have some more information. Um but yeah, I guess we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Sounds good. Talk to you then.